Hello and welcome back to another episode. I am rocking my Ravenclaw hat. As you see here, yes, rocking the Ravenclaw hat to discuss which, which are you, which? <laughs> All right, so before we get into this topic, I want to make sure that we are connected on Instagram. So if we are not, let's make magic happen. I am at cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess. And the podcast page is enchantress underscore society underscore podcast. Both links are in the description of this episode. And also I keep forgetting this. And I just remember this. Please leave a review, right? Give me a high five. But in all seriousness, I would love for you to leave me reviews because this is how more people find me, how we connect and all that jazz. All right, let's take a deep breath, okay? That's just one really good, hearty, deep breath. Here we go, right from the stomach. All right, take all that in, hold it, and release. All right, I feel better already. So actually, I also want to pull two cards because with this episode, it raises a lot of questions, especially if you are new to being a witch, because there are so many types of witches. There are um, so many ways to go about it, such as solitary witch, uh, which is part of a coven. So it, it breaks down into so many more forms. What I want to say, and I'm going to get into a bit of a um, heads up before we get into it, is that you are going to feel like maybe you're one type of witch. And then when I mention something else, you may feel like, oh, well, maybe that too. Or you may not hear what you think you are witch-wise at all. That's because there's just so many, <laughs> okay? And uh, it, it would take a lot of time, all right, to go through all of these. So I wanted to pull just two cards to get some insight to set also more of the underlining theme because we know the overall theme, right, is helping you to discover which witch you are to help you with your path and so forth. But uh, let's pull some, some cards for strategies and all that. So I'm going to use the map. All right, my light is so bright. So there you go. Now you see it, the map. And uh, just, just for, again, just some strategy, just to understand like, hey, how should uh, we approach this? How, how should you approach this? And of course you can listen to yourself, but it's always good to have some visual aid, right? So, ooh, rescue. So this card is a picture of a woman who is, it really doesn't look like she's in need of rescue. It's more like she has multiple ways to, to rescue herself. And there is someone who's in a hot air balloon who looks like they can uh, rescue her. So there we go. I'm just showing this picture there. So for many people, spirituality, whether it's witchcraft or any other form that falls under that umbrella, really is a lifesaver for so many people. It is a way for them to rescue themselves out of multiple situations, especially situations that have been holding them back for so long. Uh, the, the witchcraft, uh, the witch, witch path, I was going to say Wiccan because that's another form, uh, but this path is really helpful for a lot of people. And uh, when you think about rescuing, think about how when I'm talking and describing these uh, types of witches, how it has already helped you in your life. That has given you insight to things to help you avoid certain things, insights into things that help you magnify the beauty and so forth. So that's that card, keep that in mind. The next is from the Hidden Realms Oracle deck. Just a quick little shuffle, little thing to think about here. And also, 
that car can mean rescuing, I can't talk, rescuing <laughs> these darn brackets, you from belief systems that have been holding you back. As I talked about with Nike in the previous episode, understanding different paths that have been demonized over the years. So it's rescuing you from that group think as well. So this is about keeping an open mind. And here I have the metal king, discipline, armor, and boundaries. How appropriate. So this is also about um, boundaries with your path. You don't have to share everything that you're doing. Okay, this is one of the reasons why you don't see too many advanced books about witchcraft and so forth. They are out there, but it's not many because after a certain point in time, it now becomes your own personal craft. So it's a lot of foundational work, a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, intermediary work, and then it's off to the races. You you choose your, I hear, choose your destination. <laughs> it's like choose your path towards your destination. All right. So those are some amazing cards. Let's get to my notes, okay? And the different types of witches. So also I'm gonna be giving you resources at the end. I have a bunch of books to my right that I am going to uh, show you and just, just a quick title to help you further your education in this process because that's what I'm about. I'm all about education, foundations, boundaries, and of course, protective magic. <laughs> I would have been, been the defense of the dark art teachers, teacher in uh, Hogwarts. Why, why did I say teachers? I would have been that or um, maybe uh, studying the planets, you know, the cosmic aspect. So just thought about that. All right. Now, yeah, resources at the end. So a question is, how can you figure it out? I pulled two cards to help with that strategy. And I'm bringing this up too, because uh, a woman asked me this the other day. She just said, because uh, her lovely daughter, she just has such a sweet vibe to her. It's just, I, just, I love interacting with them. And so she asked me, how do you, did you know you were a witch? And I just said, looking back, there were a lot of breadcrumbs, if you will. The, the doodling I would uh, do during class, I would still pay attention to my teacher, but I just needed to doodle. And those symbols I was drawing, I later found out what they meant. There were a bunch of goddess symbols or symbols about transformation. And I thought about the movies I was interested in. My favorite movie uh, has, well, a lot of my favorite movies have to do with magic. Maleficent is my favorite Disney character. And I didn't want to say that out loud when I was a kid because she's a villain. But I didn't really think she was a villain. I was just like, eh, something didn't set right, sit right with me and I couldn't prove it or express it. And so I just secretly always liked Maleficent but because my favorite color is red, and again, that was another thing that I thought I couldn't really say out loud because red was like such a taboo color. Uh, I, I ended up liking The Little Mermaid because I like Ursula too. <laughs> but the sea witch, I guess uh, she would be. And um, Ariel here was red. So there's a cute little picture of me of, uh, and a, an Ariel, the Little Mermaid sleeping bag that my mom took. And I just thought it's so funny when we think back to childhood, these little things. So it was that, the premonition dreams I was having, things I knew about people or pending things that I would feel but couldn't quite exactly put my finger on. So I have all these breadcrumbs, this, this trail that helped me to put it together and then when I went on my spiritual journey, officially really understanding, okay, what's going on in life, I was able to put a name to the other things I was experiencing. So I thought, well, wait a minute, there's a name for that? So I was experiencing things before I learned the actual nomenclature. So it's just dot, dot, dot. Well, this must be real. <laughs> All right. So I encourage you to think about 
the the drawings you you uh, created as a kid. What were some of the movies you love watching as a kid? Even when I uh, played with my Barbies, I had Barbies of all different backgrounds, very diverse Barbie crew I had. And then I had this one main doll. She wasn't a Barbie and I forget what type of doll she was, but she had a, a star crown on her head that lit up and she was taller than all the other Barbies. And I remember this because I thought, oh, how cool would this be? I just said like, oh, well, she, she, she's the mother Barbie and everyone else are sisters. And it's like the divine feminine and all the goddesses, which is like the way I imagine it is, is there's this one big diamond, multifaceted diamond, and that's spirit, you know, the divine feminine, divine masculine, and all the different facets are all the goddesses, gods, you know, all the deities. It's just one big old diamond. And that was also part of my childhood. So think about these things because it's always there. And I'm saying this also because there is a lot of gatekeeping. Some gatekeeping I can understand. Some, some practices are closed for various reasons. And I respect that. Not talking about that. Now we have instances where people are saying, oh, you can't buy an Oracle or tarot deck. Someone has to give it to you since when? Since when? Okay. So keep that in mind. All right. And also think about some of the things you did when I was a kid. And I just remembered this because I was on uh, Ali the Astro, which is live Instagram. She's been on the show a few times. She's spoken. Uh, she has uh, given a course or a training rather in my cosmic goddess mastermind. And she was talking about as a kid, she would just stare at the moon when her mom would, uh, you know, drive in her car, but it was deeper than that for her. And she couldn't put her finger on it. And that's part of the differences when people want to understand, am, I'm the, am I just enjoying this or am I a witch? Meaning, is it deeper or is it that a cigar is just a cigar? So it goes back to your feelings and your emotions. If you really had a connection with the moon and you just was looking at it almost every night, you were so fascinated about it and all these things that you wondered about it, you're probably a lunar witch. And I'm going to get into that. All right. So really dive into, uh, or more so not dive into, but reflect on your childhood and think about the things you did, even with each season, all right? Because that's gonna be a huge indication of the type of witch you are. All right, so why, So I say witch, but why not practitioner or priestess? It's just a matter of uh, what you identify as. The definitions are slightly different. Practitioner usually isn't associated with um, magic per se. Someone might say I am, for example, a Reiki practitioner. Not magic. Reiki has a lot to do with energy, but magic does involve energy. So you see the slight differences. I explain it too as accounting and finance. Different, similar, you could do a Venn diagram, basically. So take that as you will, <laughs> All right? But for this, I'm going to say which, okay? And what does it mean to be a witch? You're practicing witchcraft. You have a belief system. And when I say practicing, that doesn't mean that if you don't do a spell a day, you're a horrible witch and you are in witch jail, <laughs> okay? Sometimes I forget when it's a full moon and I just happen to be outside like, oh, snap, look at the moon. That's great. So don't get too caught up in it. We all have lives to live, okay? I can't even keep up with all the planets are in retrograde right now. And I'm a cosmic witch, <laughs> all right? So this isn't about keeping up with every single thing and doing all the spells and rituals right or else, all right? There is no uh, police, <laughs> all right? Uh, I was gonna say police system, but you know, there, there's no policing, all right? with this. Yes, there are some uh, ethical codes and that's about respecting people's privacy and free will, things like that. But when it comes to you personally, 
it's okay if you don't do a ritual on the full moon. It's okay if you don't have all the different color candles and things. And I'm going to get into that. All right. So I also want to say, don't be so hard on yourself as you are learning these uh, belief systems, these practices, spell work is going to take some time. Okay. Because in addition to doing spell work, uh, figuring out your belief system along this way, you got life you have to deal with. There are these little things that happen. There will be some setbacks and the setbacks aren't always bad. It's just a time for you to understand the lessons time for you to do things differently. Matter of fact, hold on, I got some receipts over here. This is one of the reasons why I also want to say, and hopefully those receipts and make too much noise in the background. Don't be so hard on yourself when it comes to buying candles, incense and everything. I went to the market today, something that I love. I can't stand going to the market. I hate, I can't stress it enough. All right. However, I did not, um, uh, I, I have a, a, a home uh, delivery service for food, a meal delivery service, and I missed the deadline on Friday. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to clearly have issues, but let me go get some, some fruit, some, something that's easy for me to cook, whatever. Now, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say where I went because it's, it's not on them. It's, it's several things. I literally only got pineapple chunks and you know the little container, a corned beef sandwich on a ciabatta of bread. It was only $4.99. I got a uh, chocolate French bread and some pretzel buns. Cause I figured, you know what? I'll have eggs on a pretzel bun. I'm from Philly. So pretzel, soft pretzels are a big deal here. So I thought, okay, that came to 25 bucks, $24. change. That's 25 bucks. Okay. Then, and, and that's just some little things, right? That's not even getting to taller trees. And I'm, I'm going to make my point in a moment. So just hang, hang tight. Then I went and I got detergent. Uh, I got, what is this here? I don't even know what this is. I got some water. And what is this other thing? I don't know, something else. And that came to $21. So I spent, what, $40, $40 roughly, right? Just on little things. So if I had a $100 budget for food or whatever it is, right? A portion of that just went to buying some, some healthy things. I know the French bread isn't healthy, but just those little things alone was 40 bucks. Some candles are 20 bucks, like the really cool ones with the crystals. And I'm not knocking anyone. What I'm saying is things add up quickly. Okay. And if you don't have, uh, let's say a few hundred dollars in disposable income, it's going to feel like an overwhelming task to get your, your, um, your loose um, incense, your candles, your oils and things like that, because a lot of witches are charging, you know, whether it's by the full moon uh, with the planets, they're charging the oil, they're charging. And when I say charge, I mean like charging up as in like adding extra magic to it. And so they need to get compensated, right? So don't be so hard on yourself in this process, okay? You, all those things are a great bonus. And yes, they work divinely, okay? I'm not gonna knock it at all because I love supporting my witchy entrepreneur friends and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Just starting out and even my witchy friends who have very successful businesses will tell you, just starting out, work with what you have and then you can expand, you can grow because we all have a starting point. So when you see someone that has all the cool clothes, the cool backgrounds, the cool candles, the cool incense, the cool cauldron and all the other things, it's coming for you as well, all right? So I just, I wanted to stress that because that is a huge thing with people, huge, 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 okay? All right, 
let's get into the different types of witches. I talked enough about background stuff, but it's, it's important because I'm not a witch, a witch goddess that just glosses over the, the, the important things. These are the foundational things that are needed to make your magic strong, to make you stronger and to help you expand. Because if I just skipped over the foundational pieces, if I just skipped over saying, Hey, start with where you're at and say, yeah, you know, you need the red candle and the green candle and the blue candle, all this, you're going to think, Oh my gosh, this is a lot. Like, I guess I'm really not a witch dinner. I'm not as good as a witch as I, no, not at all. All right. So these first couple of types of witches and scenarios is going to be quick. And then I'm going to give a few, um, like a quick definition of the other types, um, things you can do as those witches, what it means and so forth. So the secular, secular, these brackets, these S's, oh my God, secular witch is just a non-religious witch so yes there are christian witches some people think like how is that possible keep in mind too again a lot of religion gets twisted to fit people's agendas okay so i don't have a problem with religion it's just how people use it a lot of times which is unfortunate but secular is non-religious so you may come across a witch who doesn't work with uh, deities in the sense of um, what we might see. It may be just maybe here or there, or they don't work with deities at all. Um, it definitely, again, it's just one of those things that they're just separating religion from it. So that's secular. Solitary, again, singular. You're, you're just your own practitioner. You are not really, you're not in the coven. Maybe you have a couple of friends who are witches too, but your practice is just pretty much you. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And even when you're starting out, I would suggest to, unless you know the people and you feel comfortable with the people to not join the coven, there's very few things I would say not to do. The reason is because there are some people who will be on their spiritual high horse, right? They will say things. And again, this is, this is not shading people. This is what some people do is not all some, some witches will hold over you that, oh, well, I am a fifth generation witch and blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But that person should not make someone else feel bad. Okay. Especially when, uh, say their family had to not be a witch they had to keep it secret and then maybe along the line someone else was just like you know what I don't even want to bother with this because it's just not worth it and then they have a child who is just gifted beyond belief and can't go on pretending to be a muggle and you know now they're just like hey I, I need to find my community so no one should make you feel bad is what I'm saying I don't care if they're whatever generation. All right. And there's also a lot of dynamics in covens too. So keep that in mind, whether someone's a witch or not, okay, everyone has their personality and some people will think that they're better. All right. So make sure you trust the people. Don't do anything that you're not comfortable with. And I'm not talking about the getting uncomfortable by, you know, speaking in front of people to get yourself out there because it's what you really want to do. I mean, like if they're trying to make you do something that is clearly uncomfortable and maybe unethical. All right. Um, so that's solitary and uh, versus coven. So you may want to be solitary and then create your own coven along the way, or just be solitary. And every now and then you do a couple of rituals with your fellow witchy friends. All right. Totally up to you eclectic witch. This is what I say I am, even though I have um, cosmic in my, my uh, description and I identify a lot with the cosmic uh, element there, but I also work with a lot of other things too. I would say majority is cosmic. Um, so eclectic is when you work with different cultures, belief systems, um, and, and your practice is just a mixture of things. And this is probably where a lot of people will fall under, uh, especially if you are 
looking to, you know, try different things. And if there is a practice that you want to try that is part of another culture uh, and you're not sure if it's closed or not, reach out to people, follow people on Instagram who are actually talking about that. Okay. And it may take a little bit of vetting process, but it's worth it. We're in the research process anyway. All right. A lot of witchcraft has to do with research. How do you think witches found out which plants are good for what, which stones are good for a lot of research? Yes, some things were divinely downloaded, but also it's a lot of research and development. What works, what doesn't work. Okay. So get to know that part, get to know the people in different practices and see, see what works for you. Maybe take some of their courses, get some of their freebies and so forth. So that's eclectic, just a bunch of things that you, you work with. Lunar witch. So going back to, did you used to follow the moon when you were younger or did you think the moon followed you? All right, so lunar witches deal with the moon all things moon really. So uh, they may make moon water. Uh, they study the lunar cycle. So they may work with people who menstruate. They may hold red tent ceremonies. Uh, they may go into study the menstrual cycle as a whole and even go into a profession to help people with their, their um, reproductive health and so forth. Um, nighttime magic. So they may also work with the goddesses who are associated with the night and almanacs. And I'm looking over here because I have a witch's almanac somewhere that I'll show you later. So you may want to get a book about uh, the almanac or however you phrase that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, all those things. So, you know, lunar witches, again, dealing with the moon, uh, moon energy, and I have, again, looking over here, I have some moon books, dreams also. So you may be a dream interpreter or help people with their sleep. You know, so everything that falls under the dream realm and associated with dreams. So that is Lunar Witch. And again, if this is piquing your interest and you're like, oh, I think I'm a Lunar Witch, please start doing more research because this is something that goes on and on and on. These are quick synopsis of uh, these witches. All right, crystal witch works with crystals on a deep level. So again, it's what you're really passionately drawn to. I love crystals, but I'm not deep down like, oh, like I have to work with, I need to be, I am a, <laughs> I am a hibiscus moon crystal healer, but crystals aren't my entire business. And I do want to get back into crystals and it may change in the future where I am more of a crystal witch. I'm, I'm still going to be that cosmic witch, but crystals may come back and it's full force. Um, so yeah, I love dealing with crystals. So you may want to go digging for crystals, which I am going to do one day. I love this. So you can uh, follow people on Instagram and I wish I could remember some of the pages I follow but there's some uh, places in the United States and I'm sure elsewhere where you can actually go digging for the crystals and, you know, it's yours. And it's really cool. And that's the thing too, when, when you do things that are nurturing your soul, it's something about that that you're drawn to. That's when you get messages, ideas, you are fueling your your soul in a way that allows you to expand and grow in ways that you would not have imagined because it is taking you from one environment to another and is also unexpected. So it, you're just more open to receive. You're having fun, it's interesting. So things just flow better. All right. Uh, yeah, so you may be interested in Reiki and chakra healing. So you may become a Reiki practitioner. I'm a Reiki practitioner. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. So maybe crystal witches is, is, is like my subcategory, right? All right, crystals with candles. So you may go into candle making and you may have your like your herbs up top on the crystal. You may put a candle in there. So what I'm saying is, you're going to get really creative with the crystal work. You may want to make crystal jewelry, 
just regular crystal healing, like a crystal bed, and you lay the crystals either on the people or around them, uh, you, you'll create crystal grids, uh, crystals for dreams. So you're starting to get the theme here, all things crystals, and also crystals that work in unison with other things like Reiki, like dreams, you know, maybe you'll, you'll use a sapphire because it's blue and you just associate blue with dreams and nighttime. Okay. Cosmic witch, yours truly. <laughs> and if you are a cosmic witch, you need to fo follow me. All right. Let's, let's get connected. All right. Especially. <laughs> all right. So uh, the cosmic witches incorporate astrology and astronomy into their craft. All right. And also pretty much anything that has to do with space. So other, other, um, I was going to say other dimensions, but more so star seeds. Okay. Um, you know, well, yeah, planet, planetary work, you know, so working with the, for example, in my cosmic goddess mastermind, I teach about and talk about the, uh, days of the week, the planets associated with the days of the week and the energies that are associated with that as well. So with that information, you can now map out more effectively the days of the week for you. So for, for example, Monday, we all know moon Monday. I don't wanna say we all know, but I'm just saying because Sunday is like Sunday. So anyway, Monday, named after the moon, is really a day that is supposed to be of ease, working with your intuition, feminine energy, feminine energy, a lot of it is that receptive energy, water is associated with Monday, and, you know, dreams, all, all that that fits underneath that umbrella, that's one of the main reasons why many people feel like they need to ease into the week to have a, a calm Monday. When people say, oh, it's the beginning of the week. That's why it's supposed to be a flow, flowy type of day. Then we have Tuesday ruled by Mars, the planet of aggression. And I wanna say aggression can be good as well. All right, so Mars may be the day that you wanna have meetings so you can get things done. Like, all right, we're gonna be aggressive and having our goals met today. So we need to have this talk on this day because the energy is going to be potent. Thursday, Jupiter day, that day has to do with money. So that'd be a great day to ask for a promotion. That'd be a great day to sign a contract, you know, to talk about these things. So that's what I mean to understand that. And then Fridays, that's a loving day. All right. <laughs> a day of love. So what I'm saying here is, you know, um, cosmic witches work with the energy of the planets, understanding planets, understanding also zodiacs. So I'm not that well versed in zodiacs. I understand enough because with also with being witches, it breaks down into different categories, right? Which is why when I was talking about the crystal witch, right, it's not just crystals. It could be crystal and reiki crystals and dream work. Okay. You can even make crystal water. <laughs> All right. Or, or water infused with crystals, I should say. Um, some crystals, because some crystals are toxic to ingest. So some, some do the research. Um, with cosmic, some cosmic witches are more into the zodiacs. Some cosmic witches are more into star seeds. Okay. So it, it also starts to break off into more things, but overall cosmic witch. All right. So also we learn about the eclipses and the stars and understand solar flares. And I have to say that with solar flares, I always get this particular headache with solar flares. And I noticed several other people would get headaches at the same time. And a lot of those people would also, <laughs> I don't want to say they, they reach out to me subconsciously, but I end up talking to them and they're just like, oh, I got this headache. I'm like, Solar flare. <laughs> so we incorporate that into our magic, into our witchcraft to help us have really a better life and a better understanding. All right, next, kitchen witch, kitchen witchery. 
I love this one because I was just having, um, or at the time of this recording, I, I just wrapped up um, a live Q&A with my current mastermind for the uh, Goddess Mastery course. And one of my students believes that she's, a, among other things, a kitchen where she's very involved with the kitchen and her cooking. And that's what a lot of the kitchen witches are involved with. The, the food that just really brings out that TLC, right? That's one of the reasons why our, our grandmothers or even if your grandfather cooked, because my papa cooked as well. You know, there's always something special when your grandparents cook the food that's always different than your parents. And it's like no shade to the parents, but when, when grandmother's cooking, when papa's cooking, oh man, they just have that extra element, right? So kitchen witches have that extra element they're either cooking or brewing uh, things. They have that magical presence, okay? The intention they're setting when they're cooking. And also they have an understanding of herbs. They have an understanding of the home as well. So, you know, the kitchen is really their space. These are people also who may invest so much into their kitchen, whether it's the countertops, the appliances, and maybe the living room is like, cool, not again, not shading. It's just where we are directing our energy. Okay. So these people are just like, oh, the new kitchen aids out, or they may have a, um, what do you call that? The, 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 uh, the pedal and that you grind it, you know, so they're going to have all these cool, you know, knickknacks and things in their kitchen that are for this and for that. And they infuse love, they infuse certain things into their magic. So they may also work with the moon. They may, um, I'm hearing make moon water and use it. So they may make moon water, use it in some way. They may um, like have something sitting outside, you know, whatever the case may be, they're using herbs, food, brewing things, okay, to really bring up a certain essence, a certain whatever, okay, these are the people that's going to make that special soup, these are the people that know a drink concoction for you, okay, they are so great at just making you, your soul feel good and warm, okay, they cook per the seasons, they just know, okay, I love this, and I have some friends who are kitchen witches, and this is why I'm just like, ah, just, I just feel warm and cozy inside just thinking about it because they'll make a, a cool cappuccino, you know, for you. And it's just perfect. And it's just like more than a cup of happiness. It's, it's blessings and so many things that they would infuse uh, healing energy too and soup or whatever they make for you. So it's so cool. All right. Uh, and then also, yeah, with the home. So they're going to decorate. The, their kitchen is in many ways their home base and by extension, the dining room as well. So they may want to talk in the kitchen, talk. And if they have an island, they will probably want to talk a lot there because that's just their, their place. All right. So Green Witch, Green Witch and Kitchen Witch in many ways go hand in hand. Green witches are nature-based. They're in tune with the seasons, in tune with plants. They work with plant healing, okay? So they may have their own garden and they may use their own basil, tomatoes and so forth and then cook in, in the kitchen and make their own stew. So you see how these can go hand in hand. So if, you're, if you are a kitchen witch, you may also very well be a green witch. So you may be someone who loves to be outside. You may even be someone who loves to travel to different woods and forest, uh, you know, um, environments, places that are just calling to you that has that, that earth-based nature, that, that greenery, that it, it may even be a historic place as well. Just something that is just green. Like I'm just seeing lots of green, lots of trees, you know, plants. I just see like a lot of, I'm getting visions of, you know, picking plants, but also these are people who understand 
plants and flowers on a different level. They communicate with them. They ask for permission before they pluck the flowers or the leaf or anything. They have a very uh, amazing, cool, awesome relationship with plants. Okay. And again, plant healing. So these are some people who will understand the benefits of cannabis, benefits of other uh, natural um, healing substances or things that open your mind. They are also well-educated in uh, how plants can change the vibe of your home. All right. So don't be surprised if your local florist is also a green witch. All right. Moving right along. I should, never mind. I was going to say I should time myself, but I used to. I don't want to hold you for too long because I feel like sometimes I can talk too much, but it's a lot of wonderful information. And I want to make sure that I, I give you the good parts. <laughs> All right. So, weather witch. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm just laughing because weather witches are funny. And um, I was having, again, a conversation with my student in the live Q&A. And uh, one of her, uh, how can I put this? Uh, so I'm just going to say like this. We both love Storm from X-Men. And she's known as the weather witch or the weather goddess. And it's just a very powerful being. And so weather witches work with the weather or they influence the weather. So if you're someone who loves the rain, you collect rainwater, storm water, which is all different types of rain, right? So there's the storm rain, there's the thunderstorm, you know, really like pouring down rain. There's rain per an eclipse, rain per um moon and if the moon is in Aries, the moon is in Gemini. So it's all types of water. Okay. Uh, and I have here, oh, impacted. So these are people who are also impacted more by the weather. So, if, so when the weather is a little bit dreary, the sun's not out, there's an overcast, you may be in love. Okay. you may, you may be like, oh, this is perfect. I can think I can do so much more. Also with the weather, you are more in tune to things that are about to happen. So you may easily pick up, oh, a storm's coming and people are just looking at you like, really? Like, no, but you just, you have this knowing and you use this energy to perform your magic. So you may go outside dance in the rain and use it as your cleansing ritual. You may take some of that uh, rainwater and use that during another event. You may, um, let's say during an eclipse, even though some people say, oh, eclipses are chaotic. Well, you may be a chaos witch among other things, but that's again, another category. So what I'm saying is you just understand the weather. You just know these things and you use the weather, or you may work with uh, different spirits to make, make it so that it's a little bit more breezy, a little bit more sunny, or if you need an overcast because it's just like too bright. So you're just working a lot with the weather. All right, next, the love witch. So the love witch, of course, deals with love. Uh, these witches love love, beauty, pleasure. They may be a sex educator. Okay. They will help you with your sexuality, your sensuality. So this is about helping you get back into yourself, to be receptive, to also work with your nervous system. So if you're going to someone who is helping you with with being more sexually expressive, they're probably a love witch. Okay. They may have a crystal beside them, like a rose quartz or maybe uh, like a garnet or a ruby because that um, being that red color represents the, um, the, uh, the root chakra. And it may want to help you work with the basis of the situation, your foundations. And then they may have a carnelian. They may have um, uh, a tiger's eye. So different stones to help with your lower chakras, which 
are associated with sex and your personal power and creativity because sexual energy is also creative energy. So the love witches are going to help you with your creativity. All right. They're going to help you be expressive. So if this sounds like you like, oh, well, I love love and I love beauty and I love sensuality and sexuality. And I want to learn more about that and, you know, pleasure and self-pleasure and helping people to just be, you know, expressive in their own right and really understand sex and and everything that's really involved with that and different ways of whatever it is, understanding beauty, your own beauty and so forth. That's a love witch, okay? So you may wanna reach out to some love witches and learn how can I be expressive in my own right so I could get comfortable to communicate X, Y, Z, okay? And they'll coach you. They may start you off with, um, you know, saying, buy yourself some flowers, take yourself out on dates. They may even pull some tarot or oracle card, oracle cards for you to help you understand this even more. And again, they might give you a crystal or tell you some crystals to buy, or even like the Yoni, uh, A's, those, uh, crystals that are tumbled and, you know, you get to use them. All right. Next glamour, witch. All right, so glamour witches, they deal with glamour. All right, so they work with your inner and outer beauty. Okay, sometimes people hear glamour witch and they think, oh my goodness, it's all about illusions, vanity, not the case. All right, it's a misunderstanding of what that is. Glamour magic helps you with your, again, inner and outer beauty beauty. It helps you with your influence, help you to leave a, lead a charmed life. Okay. So as a glamour witch, you are working on your confidence, your beauty and desire. This also helps with your sensual self and is really how people see you, right? how people perceive you. And this is one reason why people think, oh, it's just a bunch of illusions. So really you are infusing your makeup, your clothes, your perfumes, your oils, if it's not already infused with magic, with that magic. So even with my makeup here, I'm going, so actually I will even show you, this is part of, glamour magic also helps with just visuals. So I got a new makeup bag that is, moon and stars is velvety actually it's like a purplish blue and matches <laughs> but this is just a little bit of glamour because i am putting my makeup in in a, a bag that is very beautiful that is giving appreciation for them right so you may want to consider how you are taking care of the very tools that you're using for, for your artistry, right? Because that's what makeup is. Makeup is art, all right? With your clothes, you may want to spray some perfume on it. You may want to have a particular style. Like right now, I'm rocking the blues. I'm feeling very like expressive with my Ravenclaw here, <laughs> okay? Um, the way you talk, the way you walk, how are you talking to yourself? How are you walking? Are you taking up space? Do you have good posture? So glamour magic, being a glamour witch and the love magic, being a love witch, that also can go hand in hand, all right? Because you're going to use oils too, you know, that aroma, that smell. And uh, with the love witch, part of the, the pleasure, the sensuality portion has to do with touch. There's different forms of pleasure, sensuality. Okay. So when you are using oils, that smell, that aroma is just so, it could be invigorating. It could just bring something out of you. Right. So keep that in mind when it comes to glamour, witch, being a glamour, witch, using glamour magic. Okay. You may even get a really cool mirror. All right. Just to, just because it's beautiful and it just makes you feel even more sexy or beautiful or you know mystique <laughs> all right mysterious all that jazz all right so element witch a witch who deals with the elements so i will say i have seen elemental witch 
in my research, Elemental is dealing with fairies, leprechauns, selkie, you know, different things like that. Elements, earth, fire, wind, uh, water, spirit. Okay. But again, I'm starting to see people use Elemental as elements. So I don't know if the school of thought changed with that or people are mistaken, but this is elements. So you work with the elements. And just as I was saying with the other categories, you may be more of a fire witch. You work more with fire. You use the element of fire. You may have a lot of fire in your birth chart. Okay. And you're just like, I'm a fire witch. All right. Or you could be an earth witch working with the element of earth and you are a green witch, <laughs> right? A green kitchen witch, right? All right. So again, working with the elements, you use these to heal people, heal yourself, uh, use, use that in your magic for whatever you want to do. Um, your altar tools may reflect the different elements as well, as opposed to maybe having like just a crystal and a pitcher, you might have incense or you might have the elements in, in four corners of your altar if you have like a square or rectangle uh, shape altar. But essentially you're just using the elements. So you may, if you're a uh, more of a water witch, you may be also a lunar witch since water is really associated with the moon. You may uh, be more into water activities, helping people understand the benefits of water. You may even uh, create uh, water infused with crystals, things like that, okay? Uh, spirit, you know, all encompassing. You may be um, coaching people. You may just be a, a, a motivational person in some way, shape or form. So it all varies. All right, see which I wanted to bring this up in particular because a lot of people are really in tune to the sea, the ocean, uh, beaches. They just need to be by the water. It is it is a deep calling for them. So this is when you have a strong connection. You just feel like you need to be by a large body of water. All right, so you may also collect the the, uh, the seashells that are on there, make uh, necklaces or use that in your craft, okay? You may even have your, your altar completely made out of things that represent the sea. And like, I have seen some beautiful creations of people who are just really in tune with the sea and they may even make some like mermaid um, crafts. They may have um, uh, activities these such as a, a cleansing by the sea where certain instruments are played and you're laying down and you're hearing the ocean waves and so forth, so forth. So that's what that's all about. Just really getting in touch with that meditating by the sea. Um, I'm hearing take sea water. So I don't, I don't know what you would particularly do with that seawater because a lot of stuff going on in the seawater. Uh, however, witchcraft is a very creative path. So it's totally up to you. Um, but mostly I, I would say just dealing with the properties of the sea and you know its association. You may even use some of the sand, okay? Whatever your calling is to follow that through to see where that goes. And of course you're gonna have discernment, like don't go out in the sea all the way out there and you know you can't swim or you haven't studied about the currents or anything like that. Like of course proceed with caution, but also just understand what your calling is so you can learn about that and get to know that a little bit more. All right, wrapping this up, divination witch. So, you know, divination, these, these are your fortune tellers, your seers, your tarot readers, your oracle readers, runes, uh, you know, scrying with a black mirror. You know, these are the people that will help you get insight into the future, past, present. Okay, these are your oracles. And this is so great because it's, it's again, it's, whether or not you want to do it. There are some witches who are like, I'd rather not. 
I rather not know what's upcoming. I, I just want to be able to just basically do the things without, without all that, I don't want to say extra, but it's, it's sometimes for people to receive the heads up for them is spoil some things, right? It's like, I'd rather just live my life and, you know, let things unravel. And if they need insight about something current, then sometimes they go to a reader. But, and again, that's a great thing because people are, we're all different. So sometimes people don't want a reading and we need to respect, respect that, right? So that's the divination, which the insight, the readings, uh, even when you see a feather, a penny, like you just have that insight. You just know, you get the vision. So you're most likely a clairvoyant uh, or even claircognizant. So let's get to some resources. All right. Lunar witches. All right, dreams, moon magic. I have a dream dictionary. So actually, let me turn turn down the, the lighting here because that will help. All right, so I turned down my lighting so you can see this book better. And there we go. <laughs> All right, I wanted to put it literally in front of me. So dream dictionary, the dreamers dictionary. This is great, it's pocket size, and it'll help you get to understand dreams. As you practice more, your dreams will become even more vivid, you'll remember them. The hidden power of dreams, this is with Denise Lynn. This is the person whose course I took, which, uh, in which I became a gateway dreaming practitioner. So I do help people with their dreams, with sleep, so many things that, that fall under the dream umbrella. I help them with, as you can see, I have some tabs here and this book is well-worn because it has been used quite, <laughs> quite a lot. All right, so I love this book because it even breaks down. It has here an ancient Chinese clock and it helps you to understand which organs are impacted, which hour. There's a graph here. Um, this book will help you to understand as I go to the table of contents. The dream meanings, meditations for dreams, uh, ancient dreamers here, and she has uh, section native dreamers, dream recall, dream incubation. That's what I help people a lot with too. Getting prepared for a dream so they can receive messages during their dreams. So lunar witches, that's a great book for you. Next, Moon Magic as well. This is by Lisa Chamberman, Chamberlain, excuse me, Chamberlain, Moon, Wicca Moon Magic, a Wiccan's Guide and Grimoire for Working Magic with Lunar Energies. All right. Great book. Again, this is a rel relatively small, thin book, so it easily can fit in your pocketbook. All right, two more here for Moon and Dreams, Moon Magic uh, by DJ Conway, Myth and Magic, Craft and Recipes, Rituals and Spells. So also Moon Recipes, all right, different types of recipes here. So this book is really cool. I think that's either, I think that's a raven. It could be a crow. I'm trying to remember the difference between a raven and a crow. I think it's the beak, right? I think the feathers are a little different. So this is a great book. I love it, love it, love it. Next one, Dream Decoder by Dr. Fiona Zucker and Johnny Zucker, Reveal Your Unconscious Desires. This is another great book. All right, moving right, right along. So water, so you, you element witches. <laughs> All right, and maybe even Lunar as well. The Hidden Messages in Water by uh, Dr. Mazzaro Emoto. I'm pretty sure he's a doctor. I don't know why I didn't say doctor in the front. Anyway, this is a great book with, for understanding uh, our energies and how it impacts things around us, namely water. This is the sole reason why I started saying positive things while I was drinking water because he does a lot of um, experiments with water where he says, 
negative things to water, labels it, positive things to water, labels that. And also he plays different types of music and he shows how water looks chaotic when he says negative things, but it looks so beautiful when, when it freezes, that is, because he gets to look at, look at the molecules and see how it turns and it's amazing. So the power of water, all right? All right, for you green witches, got some things for you. Flower Therapy by Doreen Virtue and Robert Reeves. You can see there's a lot of sticky notes in here. What I love about this is that it's so vivid. All right, it literally shows you what the flowers look like. It gives you their actual, uh, I guess, uh, oh, the botanical name, properties and so forth. So this is great to help you along your journey of understanding plants, or excuse me, flowers. And of course, this is a staple. Uh, Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Okay. This is a staple in every witch's library. So you kitchen witches, green witches. What I love about this book is that it breaks down the properties. It breaks down magical properties. It just really helps you to understand um, herbs, all that, like cinnamon, you know, some, some, some herbs are aphrodisiacs that you would not would not think about and it's helpful and stuff that helps with love and prosperity, understanding, knowledge. All right, so Almanac, another great one. Uh, I suggest this Almanac for uh, what lunar witches and other witches, but it's great for pretty much anyone because it just helps you understand the things that are going on throughout the month. And so this is called the Witch's Almanac. And this is a really old one. Um, wow, this is from 2014. <laughs> so uh, almanacs are good because, again, it helps you understand moon cycles, among other, other things that are going on. Uh, sometimes I, I thought this also would help you with spells. But anyway, it's really good and help you to understand there's numbers in here, uh, symbols. So it's just really great to help with that the wicca handbook so this is also good for just about any witch this book dives into uh northwest east and west north excuse me north south east and west energies calling in the corners calling in lots of great things and really helping you to understand different ways of how you can initiate yourself creating your book of shadows. So this is just great, 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 great starting tool. This was also a book that I had a vision about, and this is called The Wicca Handbook by Eileen Howland. And I had a vision of this cauldron. This is that cauldron, just like this, with the fire underneath. I went to Barnes and Noble, and this book, um, it's like one book fell or something like that. And then, and then that book I was able to see and like, oh, I had to get that book because I had a vision of it. The Wiccan Year, this is by Judy Ann Nock. And this book is great to help you just understand a year. So even if you are not Wiccan, this is a good book to help you understand different times of the year, what it means. Because, I mean, we all understand there are different times of years that pop up, you know, whether or not you celebrate Christmas, you know that that is a time of the year where it's winter, it's darker, it's a, it's a time of transitions because right before Christmas is the winter solstice and we know that's the darkest day of the year, which means light is coming. So it helps us to understand cycles so we can have more knowledge and understand how to navigate in the world. Color Magic for Beginners by uh, Richard Webster. This is great, if, especially if, when you wanna dive into uh, a particular um, type of witch like Fire Witch. So you wanna understand the colors yellow, red, orange even more. You wanna understand the colors of green even more. And of course there's the light green, the dark green, everything in between. So to help you understand the colors would be great because you're going to eventually incorporate colors into what you do. Crystal Bible for you crystal witches out there by Judy 
Paul, I talked about her books on many occasions. I love these. There's Crystal Bible one and two. All right. Again, these are small books that you can fit in your pocketbook or bag, whatever. Then she has the big encyclopedia of crystals, which I love because it's color coded as well. So if you don't know the name of a particular crystal and you know it's purple, go to the purple section. And, you know, it's okay if you don't find it in here. There are so many crystals out there. So again, don't be too hard on yourself. The last two, for the love witches out there and so forth, adventures and sex magic, and also glamour witches, okay? Glamour witch, AJ, recommended this book. Adventures in Sex Magic, Control Your Life with the Power of Lust by Damon Brand. I read this book, only got to the a first, I don't even think, let me see. I think I made it through the first chapter or so. I did one of the spells and money came in two days later, big time. So <laughs> I highly recommend that book. Um, and last but not least, all encompassing... The Solitary Witch by Silver Ravenwolf. All right, so this is the Book of Shadows for the new generation. All right, so as you can see, this is a well-worn book. Holly, 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 Holly recommended is a staple, I would say, for any witch in their library. And that's what I have for you. All right, that was actually like a, a, a training right there. All right, I know it was a lot of books. You can always press pause, go back. And if you're watching this, you can always press pause, take a screenshot of it and uh, get the book. And of course, you can always email me if you're like, hey, Tia, what, what's that sex book? What's that almanac? Whatever it is. Okay. Tia at TiaMarieJohnson.com. That was a lot. All right. So I am sending you all the blessings that now you have more of an idea, the type of which you are. Again, if there is by chance, you know, you think that you are other than, that's okay. Just begin, you know, try out different things. Okay. Always have discernment on your side. All right. I am sending you so many blessings, lots of love. I am rooting for you. Be kind to yourself until next time. All right. Sending you lots of love.